The capital city of Pennsylvania is in the middle of a crime wave. More people get robbed downtown than than ever. (laughs) People get robbed like carjackings. Everything's starting to happen because of money. Dwan Hawkins is hanging out in this barber shop on 3rd Street in Harrisburg. Lots of people have gotten robbed right here on this street, including bank tellers, people lined up to use the ATMs. There's not a lot of money to pay police overtime, so this neighborhood is trying to get money together to keep cops on the street at night. It's pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people moving out the city. Ed Parsons is a barber here. If you actually think about it, do your homework, you will see all the money the city has put into different certain projects and failed. And um, and that's where the money has gone. And now the city's in the, in the deep hole, like what, 20, 10, 20 mil or more? A lot more, yeah. yeah. Way more than that. Harrisburg is in debt to the tune of one and a half billion dollars for a city of 50,000 people. That's the most debt per capita of any city in the country. A lot of people think that can't happen by accident. We've reported on Harrisburg's debt troubles before, but now it seems there's evidence that there's something darker going on here. Lots of American cities are struggling post-financial crisis, but what happens in Harrisburg it's a lot more sinister than just an economic downturn. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Zoe Chase. And I'm Caitlin Kenny. Today on the show, crime in the capital city, complicated Wall Street finance, and what happened to the man who tried to save Harrisburg from its fate. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. Now, a couple months ago, we brought you the story of Harrisburg's debt troubles, and we told you about this one man who was supposed to save it, David Unkovic. He was a longtime municipal bond lawyer, and he was brought in by the state of Pennsylvania to fix Harrisburg's debt crisis. He was the receiver, and he was supposed to be their hero. He rode into town December of last year, and we visited him in March. He was a sort of Dudley Do-Right figure, glasses, the occasional bow tie. You think you can get this city out of debt? I don't say I am going to do anything. I think a lot of people have to help get this city turned around. But, yeah, I think it can happen. We visited him in his office in Harrisburg, and it was full of pictures of baseball players and American presidents. A collection of busts of his favorite president lined his desk. Lincoln, 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 Lincoln. And that was his thing. Be like Lincoln. Work with your team of rivals. And Unkovic quickly gained a reputation in the city among its residents as an honest broker, diplomatic and fair. Ungovic, I think, did want to be a hero. He wrote a recovery plan for the city, and then he went around to public meetings after public meeting to explain to people what the effects would be on that Mothis plan. And because he was in charge of the finances, but he wasn't a politician, he could maybe be more honest than the politicians could be. So here's Ungovic and the current mayor of Harrisburg, Linda Thompson, at a public meeting downtown in March. If I had the money, I would hire more police officers to make sure that we hire 25 a year. So the more money we get in, the more money will go to public safety, and I'm not going to back down from that. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Ankovic? I I don't have anything to add to that. Do we have the money? (laughs) Uh, Public safety is is obviously the most important duty of, of government. The economic reality is that in the long run, this, the city's revenues and expenditures have to match. In other words, no, the city does not have the money. 
Now, the main culprit of this crisis in Harrisburg is well known. It's the Harrisburg incinerator. Think of it like a fire-breathing, money-destroying albatross hanging around the city's neck. The incinerator alone has more than $300 million worth of debt on it. And it was the incinerator debt and what Unkovic found out about the incinerator debt that seemed to drive this mild-mannered diplomacist crazy. A week after I left Harrisburg, I got a call. Someone told me to check out Unkovic's most recent public appearance. It's basically a house of cards, and the cards are coming down, and they're coming down now, and they're all coming down at the same time. That does not sound like a man who's trying to negotiate with the city's creditors, and it certainly doesn't sound like that mild-mannered guy you were talking about, Zoe. Nope. Just two days after the press conference, he gave another shockingly frank, impromptu press conference in which he named names of people he thought were behind the debt crisis, a lobbyist, a state senator, former city politicians. And then that night, At home alone in his Harrisburg apartment, he took government-sponsored stationery and a pen, and he scrawled this handwritten note. I have it here. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Dear Judge Ledbetter, please accept my resignation as receiver for the city of Harrisburg. I've done my best to use my powers as receiver to bring fiscal stability to the city of Harrisburg. However, I find myself in an untenable position in the political and ethical crosswinds, and I'm no longer in a position to effectuate a solution. He drops it off the next morning, and then he vanished from public life. I called him. I texted him. I emailed him. I could not reach him to find out what happened. And that's where we left things. It seemed like the incinerator had defeated the hero of Harrisburg. Until one Saturday morning, about two months later. I got a call from David Unkovic. He was ready to explain himself, and he agreed to meet me. All right, so here's a real um, Philadelphia pretzel with mustard. Because, as you know, you can't eat a pretzel in Philadelphia without putting mustard on it. This is the new Unkovic, not so stressed out, sans bow tie, avec binoculars. I met with him in a state park just outside Philadelphia. I'm reading Thoreau's Walden, which I'm about two-thirds of the way through. I'm taking my time on that one. But actually reading it, it it's very interesting. And, it, uh, you know, he spends time by himself, which uh, actually I've had a little bit of time to do since the uh, last couple months. These days, Unkovic circles this big pond, Thoreau style, and reflects. There's probably not an hour that goes by since I resigned that I haven't been thinking about Harrisburg one way or the other. Unkovic says he resigned because he'd been told he was going to be fired. And he's now talking about things he couldn't talk about when he was in charge. Remember, he came in as an outsider to fix the budget problem. He had to negotiate with the people who had lent the city money. But from the moment he got there, he was confronted with the same questions again and again at these city meetings. Things that the people of Harrisburg wanted to know. People would ask me about... um you know, laws that were violated and so forth. And I would tell them that I, you know, my focus was not on any potential criminal acts. And and it got me thinking about it. I, you know, the more I interacted with, with people and, and got feedback from them, the, the more in some ways they forced me to think about things I didn't necessarily want to think about. And when he thought about it, he came to this unpleasant conclusion. The overspending that had happened in Harrisburg, it wasn't accidental. It wasn't a coincidence. It was deliberate and dramatic. I mean, you had people doing bad things uh, without the public really knowing what was going on. And they did enough of them for long enough where it caused a huge financial disaster. 
The biggest problem, no secret, no surprise, was around the Harrisburg incinerator, the city project that had been refinanced again and again for years. So do you think the financing of the incinerator was criminal? I don't know. Um, It bothers me as someone who's done financings for so many years to see something like that because it's like the worst stuff you can look at. Now back in Harrisburg, other people look at the financing of the incinerator and they don't hesitate. Illegal conduct occurred. Um, So you think a crime was committed? Yeah, I think false statements were submitted under penalty of law to the state government in association with the financing. This is Bill Cluck. He serves on the board that runs Harrisburg's sewer system and the incinerator. He's been a longtime critic of the city's borrowing habits. Now, to understand why Cluck or anyone else would say that something illegal happened here, let's just review real quick the story behind the incinerator, this thing that's gotten the city into so much trouble. Now, it was built 40 years ago, and the idea was basically that Harrisburg would become the trash capital of Pennsylvania. People from all around the state would drive in trucks, bring their trash to burn there, And the city would make money for doing that, for burning the trash. The problem was the incinerator had all these problems. It just never seemed to work right. And so the city just poured more and more money into it, trying to get it to function properly. I went to see this other expert on the incinerator troubles, this tax accountant turned city controller, this guy Dan Miller. He was just down the street from the Capitol building. You have a folder called incinerator, huh? Well, when that vote came up, I did research. So Dan Miller was on the city council in 2007, and the mayor of Harrisburg that year, Stephen Reed, he came to city council once again to borrow more money on the incinerator project. And Dan Miller was pretty new to council at the time, and like I say, he's an accountant. So he said, let me just look into this a little bit to get some context for this loan. And so I went back to the, the original bond deals in 1969. And went forward. And, you know, it started out as, well, you can see, $12.5 million. That's how much was borrowed? Yes. There were nine refinancings prior to 2007, and the debt went from $12.5 million to $221 million. So it's going the wrong way. The city owed $200 million plus on the incinerator by 2007, and the mayor wanted to borrow $30 million more. Needless to say, Dan Miller voted no. But the former mayor had a bigger problem than Dan Miller. Under Pennsylvania state law, you're not allowed to just borrow as much as you want. There's a debt limit to how much cities can actually borrow. There is, however, a way around this law. If you can assert the debt is what you call self-liquidating, that the loan will pay itself off, then there is no limit. So in order to borrow the extra $30 million, they somehow needed to say that the 220 they'd already borrowed was self-liquidating. Meaning, once the incinerator is running and collecting fees for burning trash, it'll be able to pay off all of that $220 million on its own. So, in 2007, the city filed this document, the 8110B Certificate, and it's a promise. Swearing under penalty of law that the incinerator project was self-sufficient. That, that the revenue from the incinerator would be sufficient to pay old and new debt. And they knew it wasn't true when it was submitted, and um, it's never been corrected to this day. And that, says Cluck and a bunch of other people, was a crime. 
everyone knew the incinerator wasn't self-liquidating. In fact, there were 17 different projections showing that, showing that no matter how well the incinerator ever started working, it would never earn back all the money that had been borrowed on it. This document, the certification, it wasn't some secret paperwork that nobody knew about, though. It was prepared by the same group of law firms and financial advisors that had advised the mayor on past incinerator borrowings. We asked them for comment as to why they didn't raise questions about this loan, and they refused to respond on the record. In 2007, this document was approved by the county, finally by the state, and the city got the money, $30 million. And what did the $30 million go to? Well, some of it went straight to the people who had set up the deal in the first place. So what you have is you have the financial advisor makes $142,000 on this $30 million notes. That's a lot of money. Now, the county had a law firm. The city had a law firm. You know, it, it's... I mean, it's, how many law firms are on this list? It's, it's the... Um, financial advisors like to call this the Noah's Ark of public financing, meaning there's two of everything. A lot of fees were generated, as they always are on every one of these kind of financings. Cluck says there was never a fair and open process for new firms to get involved in city business. Like, is there anybody out there who wants to do this for less Are there any other financial advisors out there with some different advice about how smart all these loans are that we're taking out? Cluck says that wasn't happening. And to make everything worse, in a lot of these loans, there were provisions that the city of Harrisburg was the ultimate guarantor for all this debt. So if the incinerator couldn't pay it back, ultimately it fell to the taxpayers of Harrisburg. You'll note what's missing here. No one on behalf of the city of Harrisburg. Never. Where's the advocate for the city to say, hey, you're getting screwed by the terms of these deals? Never happened. Of course, there is one person who's supposed to be an advocate for the city, for the taxpayers. That's his job. The mayor at the time, Stephen Reed. If it was such a bad deal for the city, then why did he sign off on it? Well, Unkovic, remember the guy that's supposed to be the hero, save the city from its debt crisis, now wandering in the wilderness? He has a theory. He thinks the mayor was a little bit dazzled by what was possible for cities in the 2000s. He was seduced by how much money was available back then. Because Harrisburg was borrowing all this money at a time when Wall Street was coming up with different creative ways for cities to borrow. There were all these new fancy products available. And what a lot of these creative financings had in common was that they allowed you to get cash up front short term and you had to deal with the pain further down the road. Ungovic says the mayor fell in love with these things. When I look at it, it, it's like he was being taken advantage of. That, um, it, it, you know, it's like he was a debt addict, debt addict, and that he, once he got going, just needed more and more debt and was sold more and more debt. Harrisburg's mayor dreamed big for his city. Stephen Reed wanted to build a Wild West museum, and he used some of the money for the incinerator to buy these weird Wild West artifacts like Doc Holliday's dental chair or Buffalo Bill's cane. He put his best friend on the payroll to build a National Sports Hall of Fame. And speaking of that guy, I actually went to his house and knocked on the door looking for the mayor. That's how hard it was to try to make a request to get him to to speak to us for this story. We did really try to find him. We called every number we could find. We went to this office that he sometimes works out of. Went to clubs that he hangs out at, like the Elks Club outside the city of Harrisburg. 
I could not find him and I could not get him to respond. And one of the reasons that I think he's laying so low right now is there are rumors of a big investigation going on. And the Pennsylvania State Senate was supposed to hold hearings on this, right, Zoe, you were telling me? And yeah. they were supposed to have these hearings next week, but then they decided to postpone them. They say they need more time to go over all the documents involved. As for Harrisburg now, when they couldn't pay their debts, the county stepped up to pay them. But now Harrisburg has to pay the county back. And the county, they want all of it, 100 cents on the dollar. They don't want to give Harrisburg any kind of a break. Unkovic says that, too. That's part of the reason that he resigned. The county wasn't willing to take any kind of hit, and Harrisburg cannot afford to pay that money back. The politics of sorting all this out are really complex. There's a new guy in charge to take Unkovic's place. He's got a plan to try to balance the budget. But like Unkovic, he's running into lawsuit after lawsuit. And in the meantime, the city is almost completely out of money, like bone dry, Taxes have shot up in town. People are moving out. And Dan Miller, the city controller, he told me if they don't figure something out by October, then there won't be any money left at all. Every place that I go, oh, it seems so strange. Without you there, things have changed. Before we go today, there's a couple people that I want to thank. So Tara Leo Aki, she runs this website, Today's the Day Harrisburg. Neil Grover, Stephen Goldfield, thank you so much. As always, we want to know what you thought of today's show. You can email us, planetmoney at npr.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify. I'm Caitlin Kenny. I'm Zoe Chase. Thanks for listening. It ain't in a pity.